This show is brought to you by adamandeve.com. If you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter glory, the code word glory, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout, you'll get 50% off almost any item, a free sex swing, and free shipping. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at This is episode 372 Two fingers were held up to help me out with that. I appreciate it. Two. Appreciate it. I'm here for you. know, we've been doing a lot of recording back to back to back. No kidding, right? I don't know what goes where at this point. (laughs) Where the glory hole, I'm not sure where to stick it. It's confusing. We are joined today at the glory hole in person. In person. You know, anytime, I have to say, anytime we get somebody live. Yeah. At the glory hole, that's not you, because at this point, you know, yeah. no offense here. I get it. I but get I it. always know who's on the other side. It's that distinguishing mark. It's the distinguishing yeah, odor. That you can that's tell. The thing. I, that's that's a, too. I can through the wall. I know it's you, buddy. <laughs> we are joined by Drew. I'm already forgotten how to pronounce your last name. Then it probably doesn't really matter. I, but it does <laughs> but, because you're an author and you want to pimp your book, and people need to Google that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so well, it's not, not phonetic though. <laughs> so it's really yeah. aggressively not. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's definitely not. agree. But Bacius, I suppose. Bacius. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something. So Drew, thank you for uh for joining us here at the Glory Hole. You are the author of Rise and Fall of Faith, a God to Godless story for Christians and atheists. You are also the co-president. Of the Freedom from Religion Foundation, and no, it said on. I thought it said that would be Dan Barker. Of the Freedom from Religion. Dan Foundation. Barker would skin me alive. Oh, about the authors, forgive me. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. So you are you are also the uh, creator of HumanistCoach.com and board president at the Clergy Project. Ah, there we go. There that we go. Is yeah, and gentlemen, if I read it properly, <laughs> <laughs> what a pleasure it is to sit on this side of the glory hole wall with you. <laughs> Or are we on opposite walls? I, I, think, I don't know. No, we're all on the same wall. We're That's the same disappointing, wall. though. Are we inside the glory three. hole or yeah. are we just trying to yeah. picture yeah, no, there's, what my role is? And there's a verb, too, that we're missing, I think, somewhere. But We're always missing yeah. the verb. That's the problem. It's the action word, <laughs> and action we never word. get that one. It's just we're, just we're a bunch of nouns in a verbless world, my friend. That's terrible. So, it's, Drew, I want to start out. I want to start out by because I. You know, I, I was I was reading your bio, and I was I was just floored. You used to be a pastor, yeah. an evangelical pastor. Oh, fucking yeah! Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So, so I want what I want to know before we even get into the book. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is how do you get from evangelical pastor 
to sitting in a fucking glory hole. That's you. Yeah, you you finish the question. It's a perfect question. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like he's used to kneeling. Yeah. So <laughs> no. yeah, I mean, there are some right? things that get you. Oh. You know, it's now, like I'm the one who stands. <laughs> cross training. Cross training. Get it? It's a. It's oh a shit! Joke. It's I just supplication is just in Christian the DNA joke. at this point. <laughs> so evangelical. What 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 form or format of evangelical? Yeah, absolutely. So. Started off on the more mainstream and centered within evangelicalism. It can be kind of a big camp, whatever. There's a lot of diversity in it. Uh, so more just kind of your, yeah, your your typical kind of what may appear cheese ball, whatever. Evangelicalism. Like Hell House style? Um, not so much. Not like that. So you've got, you've got fundamentalism, which is way more rightward. Evangelicalism generally, or at least how we would have defined it, is a little bit more moderate, a okay. little bit more rational, um, a little bit more tempered. All than, right. Six thousand year old fire earth and brimstone. Or no? Yes. Sit well, no well, not always. It, it depends. Okay. What it, about you? What you? Were you a six thousand year old earth guy? Or were you going uh, seven, seven and a half? Yeah. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of took more. I took more of uh, 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 wait and see. A poetic. <laughs> Yeah, kind of more, you know what I said, how I took it by the time I was a lead pastor, senior pastor, whatever. So, and by then I was on the more progressive end of evangelicalism. Evangelicalism still defined, you know, more centered on that idea of whatever the Bible says and whatever it intends to communicate is actual truth. Okay. God inspired sure, truth. Sure. But in how we commute or how we interpreted that, it was a little bit more progressively. And so we kind of took full freedom there. At least I did. So, I mean, when you talk about the age of the earth and whatnot, my position would have been uh, Genesis 1 and 2, or at least Genesis 1, was intended to be taken more poetically. Okay. So I'm not, and I would, I was the kind of pastor who willingly and often said, I don't exactly know and I don't need to know. I'm comfortable with gray. I'm not a black and white kind of guy. And I would teach and all of that, uh, that kind of perspective. And so I'd say Genesis 1, who the hell really knows what exactly it's saying, but whatever, however God created the earth, he did it. He may have used evolution. He may not have. Whatever he did, he did it. And that's really what Genesis 1 is trying to tell us in poetic form. How, how did you get into pastorism? Pastoring. Pastoring. Pastor. Pastor. Yeah. Pasteurization. Yeah. How did you become pasteurized? <laughs> Sheep and shit out in the field, right? Yeah. <laughs> How did you become pasteurized? That's, that's, that's my, <laughs> they put me in this big milking yeah. tank and they just kept swirling yeah. the shit till I was pasteurized. Like, did you grow up wanting to do this work? I was this, was this something that you just, yeah, tell me so, about your process getting yeah. there before we move away from it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I grew up, so central rural Minnesota, That's uh, gross. That's yeah, gross. <laughs> absolutely. And <laughs> <laughs> so we're out there. My my grandfather was a was a was a dairy farmer, by the way. So really pasteurizing shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's not how I became a pastor, though. But um, <laughs> but so so small town. Uh, junior it's very pastoral <laughs> up there, though. Just saying. Yes, yes. Landscape. Well, we had a cow. We had a cow. <laughs> this and, you're you're milking this for all it's worth. I'm well, just no. <laughs> One time I was trapped out in Thanks, the pasture. Thanks, Garrison Keeler. <laughs> Jesus, five Christ. million dollars. We had a pasture <laughs> with a cow, just one cow at a time, though, and we would butcher it, and that would provide enough beef for two years, and then we'd get another cow and butcher that. And anyway, moving on. <laughs> Fuck. He's so, trying to. I'm trying. I'm so trying so fucking hard. All right. <laughs> hard as glory hole. Okay. All right. So. Basically, the long and short of it is, is in junior high, 
kind of got sucked into the whole youth group vibe, mostly okay. because I was a total fucking loser and didn't really have any friends. But so because I didn't have any friends, like youth group and church just kind of like pulled me in. Okay. And my parents, my mom was kind of involved. Well, my mom was pretty involved. My dad wasn't really involved at all at that point. So it was really, it wasn't like I was brought up this way. It was just like, I was drawn to it okay. personally. Uh, and then in the summer before my high school year, uh, our youth group took this trip to DC to go to this conference put on by this group called youth for Christ. And, uh, they did this, Peer evangelism super conference, they called it, oh. uh, where we were. They brought in teenagers from all over uh, the nation, and just sort of the the whole idea was to give you the training and the resources. You, it was a full, it was an eight day conference, uh, and to give you the training and resources you needed to win the world for Christ. And uh, first of all, starting off with just like filling you with the the kind of Jesus excitement you would need to really even want to give a shit enough to carry. What's that like? Like, did you, I mean, what, yeah. were you all in at that point? Like, at, or were you at just that trying point, to get I like, wasn't at that, at that point, like I went into the conference going just like, yeah, the, you know, I just want to go and have a vacation for my parents. Yeah. Whatnot. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's all I wanted. You go, you um, meet girls, you hang out, right, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Fine. Uh, but denied. then <laughs> <laughs> over and over. standard conference stuff. It's fine. <laughs> shit, shit. Throw lesbians around, whatever needs to happen. It doesn't matter. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, no, but then it like grabbed me by the fucking balls or the heart or whatever the hell it was. And, and, uh, you know, hook line and you know, the whole fucking sinker. And, uh, and so I left there and I was just like on, on fire, you know, they pump okay. you full of music and rock bands, you yeah, know, cr yeah. Christian rock bands and all that and pull your heart into it. And I jumped on board the Jesus train. I rode that thing hard as long as I could. And, uh, but so I left there. So then in high school, I go back, I come back. And that year in high school, I start, uh, I, I begin like this ministry initiative in my high school. I start doing prayer groups and Bible studies in my high school. I start doing then the next year, start doing like worship services in my high school, all this shit. And uh, and so then it just became clear, like, well, I need to go on and become a pastor. You know, this okay. is what I want to do. So you figured this shit out in high school, like in high like, school. Okay. Well, at first so it was what, more what, I want to do church? like youth ministry. So it was uh, I mean, it was, it was Baptist. OK, so Baptist General Conference okay. was the specific Baptist because there's so fucking many of them. Um, so, so if so you know, like John, yeah, so yeah. You're, you're a Baptist, you're, you're uh, at this point thinking about, are you thinking about becoming a, a, a pastor at this point? Like this is sort yeah. of like percolating in your head. Yeah. And what does that entail? Like, do you have to go to like school? That was going to be my question. Like, yeah. Like, How much Moody Bible Institute yeah. or something? Mm. Or I might've went to the Moody Bible Institute. Did yes. you? Yeah. So, I mean, so my 10th grade year, Did you slam your door and be like, you don't know because moody like no, no it's a different moody oh yeah yeah different, different took me a moment but yeah nobody understands me here kind of moody i'm so pissed and now i'm so sad and now fuck all of you so yeah but yeah my 10th grade year i went to a mission conference that our church did and was like wow this is what i want to do i want to use my whole life to serve jesus and capture the world for christ and but then quickly it was like, well, I want to do youth ministry. I want to like be a youth pastor and do like cool shit with teenagers. I was a teenager. So of course that's what I wanted sure, to do yeah. as a profession. And uh, so, and that's what I went to Moody for uh, my 10th grade year. My senior pastor at that church, he was like, Hey, you, sh you should check out this place called Moody. They just like do miracles and transform people into miracle workers. You need to go there. I didn't know what it was. So I'm like, okay, well then I'll apply. And it was the only college I applied to. I got in. And uh, so Is it hard to get into. Yeah. 
Is it moody by? I, and I, I don't mean this shitty. Like I'm genuinely curious. Like, is it? Are these? Because I don't know at all how any of this works. I didn't grow up religious. Like, is yeah. it? Is it? Is it challenging? curriculum is it challenging to get into or are they just like holy shit somebody wants to do this work and they're excited we just want young excited people will take them and their money like which is it I, <laughs> yeah or is it a combination i'm just curious how that works it, it, it's kind of a combination of the two so i mean academically is it as rigorous you know you would get you know you would get a mix of perspectives so um you know, which I suppose is probably the case with, with any college, with anything. But so like, you know, at Moody, you'd have students who transferred in from other universities and they're like, whoa, they take this shit so much more seriously here. And they provide so much fucking busy work and all this shit. And one time, uh, Joe Stoll, who was our president at the time, he got up and he's like, OK, so we just want you all to know, like, we're testing you here. The Lord is testing you. Our goal is to give you so much fucking work. He didn't say fucking, but, you know, that was the right. idea to give you so much work that you have to choose between whether or not you really want to work hard enough to have an A or whether or not you want to uh, put God, uh, prioritize God above that. And so what do you want most? Like, yeah, it was kind of like, do you want to have like a full life that is centered around Jesus or do you want to have a life that is so focused on study that in order to get A's. And so it was kind of like, you know, whatever. They just, you know, snowed you with stuff. I, I, have, I have more. Uh, like, do you major in pasteurization? Yeah, so. Homogenization, I think is what they call it. So. <laughs> so weird. We just studied Louis Pasteur yeah, the whole it's time. It's crazy. Like, uh, I know that guy like the back of my hand. Like, do you, is that what you, is that what you major in? Or do you major yeah. in like English lit? Or like, I mean, do you major in like regular, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, just don't know. In, I don't know. Any no, of this it's works. great. So in order to have to, like, in order to be a pastor, really, it all depends on your denomination. Right. So some denominations are much more structured. You have to go to that denomination school and getting your seminary education is all tied into uh, you're getting your ordinations and you have to be ordained to get a church. And, you know, it's very structured and all to the book um, with the more free flowing denominations like Baptist, Pentecostal, things like that. So. For me, um, it's Is much the more open. Are they the snake much jugglers? More open. Are they, the they can be. Okay. Not all, usually yeah. not. Sometimes. But there's like a small segment that are. snake yeah. juggle. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like in a circus and shit. Because <laughs> church is like a circus and shit. So, um, but yeah, so basically like within kind of the Baptist movement, mm -hmm. which the whole idea is each church is autonomous. No one has, if you're a Baptist church, no one, no overseeing body, no one at all has the right to tell you how to do your shit. Oh, You're really? Fully on your own. That's what Baptism and that's why they can franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And that's why it can vary so widely all the way from Westboro Baptist Church, where they're fucking insane and, mm -hmm. you know, picketing funerals all the way to groups that are much more moderate yeah. and you know what we would that don't stone gays. You're saying that don't stone gays okay. or even pro gay marriage. Do they really? get gays you know, yeah. stoned? Is that an option? Okay. <laughs> I just, but yeah, you know, so like, into the spectrum. You had this whole thing like when, when during Obama's first run, you know, there was kind of this rise of what was called the evangelical left, which it was, you know, they were mostly Democratic voters. They were pro-social justice. And yet they also believed that the Bible was the inspired word of God. But they translated it in more progressive ways. Okay? And they just all or voted Trump, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything about the evangelical left lately. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, I got to ask a question. Yeah. So, like... <clears throat> Many people, when they believe, they believe because they had a reason to believe. It wasn't just that they wound up um, uh, hearing it from their parents or whatever. That, 
Like not only did they hear it from their parents, but then they also had moments in their life that reinforced their belief, miracles, things, crazy shit that happened to them. You were going to be a pastor. So my, my, my question is, was there some crazy shit in your life? Like, was there a thing that you thought was a miracle that ever happened to you before? Yeah. An inspired that experience. Inspired, yeah. yeah. Something, something that. Yeah. 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 Um, so not, so I, nothing that I would have called a miracle. But yeah, I mean, I regularly saw God working in my life. Um, what was it like? Like, explain that. Because I'm not, yeah. real, so I don't know what that would even entail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he comes by and he vacuums. He just, <laughs> I would like he that. Wipes down the tables. You know what? Can I'm, he fucking move the couch yeah. and get the goddamn socks out from so underneath? So dirty it? in here. So dirty. <laughs> but see, one day you're vacuuming, and the Bible you were missing couldn't find anywhere. You found it under the couch while you were vacuuming. And that's and that's God and who that planted the Bible under your was couch? was God showing you that your Bible was under there. Or I think you you're a pretty bad Christian more? if you left your Bible under the couch. I feel like if you misplaced your Bible. <laughs> Man. Is that, but yeah, but I mean, it's, it's stuff it? like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just it? simple. Yeah. Okay. Super simple stuff. It's, I mean, I tried to stay away from, I, I worked really hard at not over spiritualizing shit like that. So I stay, I was leery of shit like that. I encouraged others to kind of be leery of that. Like, listen, you found your Bible under the couch, not because you were praying and God performed a divine miracle, but because you lost it under the couch and now you found it just like you also found your fucking pen. Right. You know? So that was more, I think (laughs) I would like to, maybe others would disagree, but I think I was a little bit more of a rationally minded Christian and pastor. Um, But yeah, things like that. So, I mean, like kind of, you know, the beginning stages of my faith as my faith was forming, you know, there were like sort of these kind of big prayers that I prayed that all of a sudden, like I look back and I'm like, wow, like that actually happened. This was kind of a big thing. So maybe that was God that answered it, you know? So, um, like we talked about that conference, that pure evangelism Uh conference. So, you know, and I also mentioned that like, I didn't have any friends when I was in junior high. And so, um, or at least not, I don't know, whatever, not, not what I wanted anyway. And, uh, and none of them were girls. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true too. <laughs> but, uh, but I so, can relate. <laughs> so before, before I'm going to the conference, like I'm getting ready for the conference and I read over this brochure and it's promising. It's going to like transform your faith and, you know, give just put you on fire for Jesus and all this shit, um, which is a good thing on fire with Satan is bad, but on fire for Jesus is good. It gotcha. Your, it depends you on why enthusiasm. you're on fire. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I feel like it's also a fire, different just... part of your body. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just your hands. Satan is always Uranus. It's all time. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, weird. Cause I just get that after Mexican food. I was going to say mm, like yeah. those scorpion peppers or yeah. whatever. That was, that Indian was food. Sometimes. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, depends. Sometimes it's worth it. You know, what are you going to do? Yes. Fuck, you roll know, your windows sometimes, down, you know, whatever. <laughs> some, you know, when the shit feels really good, it's just a good fucking shit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, where you like want to weigh thing. yourself after, like, yeah. I I you're like oh my yeah. God. Yeah. You like, like high five your wife? <laughs> <laughs> come I could, look. I see what I did. I could you fit my suit. <laughs> you come out, check your vertical. You're just like, holy shit. <laughs> really? Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> Right, I, so don't, had, I don't even so, know so at anymore. This, at the yeah. pure, pure evangelism conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Which is different than the pure evangelism. <laughs> that's a racist one. Although, well, to be. well at, the, at the pure evangelism conference, there was a purity rally. 
That's disgusting. Where we where we you declared guys, ourselves to stay virgin until we were married. Oh, which you guys which put, I did, by the way. Did winning. You, did you guys put like your did rings you really? together and be like form of a virgin? <laughs> like is that <laughs> Oh wait, that's all of us. Forget it. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, but no, so leading up to this conference, I, I, I had this married like, at fucking 17. Yeah. I'd have been like, I don't whatever I it takes. I'd have gotten married. Yeah. 13 and a half. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd, have, I'd have fucking like, fucking engagement rings like yeah. fucking bling. I make it rain with those fucking yeah. things. Doesn't Catch matter. one. Who catches one? But that's why you get married when you're fucking 20 years old. That's and I'm, I'm joking. No, for real. Like, for real. Yeah. yeah. I got married when I was 20. Is it because? Yeah. Yeah, right? because I want to fucking fuck. Why, yeah. why the fuck would you get married? I don't know. I, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. I feel a lot of pressure right now. Is this a why would you get married, damn get it? Your knee. What the get fuck? Your knee. <laughs> was your wife evangelical too? Yes. Okay. And I actually, in high school, led her to place her trust in Jesus. Mm. I, I led her to the Jesus train. Wow. Oh. Yes. So, if and that would, was actually part of her. So she was, she was seriously, my, my, my wife. So was, she was DTF until she you was a, found your girl. Right. And then she locked up like a fucking clamshell. <laughs> she was the hottest girl in school. She You're was the, the hottest girl in school. Through. In your book, for our yearbook, she was voted to, you know, you know, the yearbook hall of yeah. fame where you vote on shit. Yeah, most likely. So she was voted two things. Most likely to. I, I have some really, go ahead. Yeah. No, go she ahead. was no, voted. Class flirt and most secretly desired for a date. And so, and then in our junior year of high school, so I'm standing in the hallway, just like staring at her like a creepy fuck. And I was like, <laughs> again, I can relate. <laughs> and I'm like, God, she is so amazing. This is your miracle. Yeah, this is this one is of your miracles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God yeah. works this is in your mysterious miracle. ways. Or and I said, I said, God, she is so amazing. I've got to put it in her butt. <laughs> Just what? It's that not if you might be if you said. would like to bless me. I said if you if you would like bless to, myself this would, whole time. If you would like to bless me, I would like to bless her. <laughs> if you would like to bless me, Lord, I said. Now I can only date girls who trust in Christ. Okay. Okay. Sure. Super, super Jesus yeah, like no, me. I, I can't date yeah, anyone yeah. who's not because I, I took it. Yeah. I took this shit serious. Yeah. yeah right. And so I said, uh, I said, God, if you if you would like to bless me, lead her to trust in Jesus, join the train with me and then lead her to me to join the train be able sounds to date like her. a different thing. <laughs> Jesus, train. Jesus, okay, train. Right. Jesus train. Jesus train. No, no, no. Yeah, it's just it's two just people. Okay. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's three. Yeah. Because every, <laughs> every marriage, every marriage, Every marriage, every marriage has is a, Jesus. Wait, every marriage is an MMF Jesus, fucking threesome? Yeah, Jesus is no, always that, in the caboose. That's, <laughs> no, that, that's a thing, though. That's a thing. You got like a evangelical with Jesus? <laughs> evangelical churches teach that, like, any any marriage that's going to be strong is a, is a what, a, a fucking cord of three knots or three ropes or whatever. So it's it's the husband, the wife, and Jesus, and you work together. Because if it's just you and your that's wife, it's not going to be fuck. a strong you know rope. What, you know what you yeah. do if you're, if you're evangelical? You get the set of three butt plugs and you name one the father one the son and one the holy spirit holy fuck. and so you can always both be penetrating three different sizes it's time. like small medium and large it's like what? which one's the big boy like the three that's fucking like, bears <laughs> like the three bears she keeps saying that's not it yeah. that's not just right yeah. that's not just right yeah. oh but oh, that man. one that's just right uh, Oh, yeah. oh, all right, so you got these trainer butt plugs, and and and, and she's so, a flirt. Well, so. and then and then I and then I led her to Jesus, and we got. She was the 
only girl. She was my second date and my first girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And we, we got married, saved ourselves from marriage. Got married. At had 20? kids. Yeah, at 20. At 20. All right. I'm 20. We're How married for 13 years. Two kids. Congratulations. That's awesome. 13 yeah. years. Yeah. And wow. my kids are fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Scary as fuck. But How old are awesome. they? Uh, 14 and 12. Wow. Yeah. So you've been married 13 years? Yeah. We were. Well, we were. <laughs> we were. Married. I'm not married anymore. Oh, okay, because I was like, wait a minute. I was like, hold on a second. This motherfucking former, yeah. former evangelical right. can't even fucking right. add. No like, wonder. No, I saved myself. But no, I, have I just thought maybe she was standing countdown. at the altar like this, you know, at 14 uh, right? and you married 13. No, okay, no, no, I see, no. I see what you mean. No, okay, no, no. all right. So you're, uh, okay, all right. Yeah, no, we got, we were divorced in 2013. Okay. Gotcha. The stereotype is, and it's stereotypical because it, often happens. It's mm-hmm. a stereotype for a reason. So the stereotype is that with former preachers like me who become non-believers and come out as non-believers or at least come out to their spouses as non-believers, the stereotype is that when divorce happens, it happens because the spouse can't handle the fact that you are not, that you don't believe in God anymore. Sure. And so it's actually a thing where you know, it, it's like you you broke your vows because your your wedding vows were made before God. They were built on the foundation of God. Oh. I mean, it's in a church. Right. It's 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 filled with prayers it like never they are literally your marriage from a Christian perspective with a Christian. I mean, obviously, if you're not yeah. if you don't have a Christian wedding, it's different. But but so the mindset is, is your wedding was performed. It was built on a covenant. With God. And now you don't believe in God. So you have by you, you've no longer believing you, yeah. you've li- you've ripped out the foundation. So the marriage is now no longer valid. And the still believing spouse has an obligation to divorce and leave you. What? Yes. In some, in the more, now that's more fundamentalist, most evangelical, most like yeah, more most moderate like, evangelicals oh, I have to do that, but I don't want to. So I'm just, yeah, or, or just won't, don't even think about it that way, yeah, right. you know? So, and my wife, she never thought about it. That wasn't our thing for us. It was more just it with all the shrapnel of all the shit of my own deconversion and leaving the church. And just, that just changed everything so profoundly yeah, that just it curious. just no longer yeah. made sense for us to stay together. I was just yeah. curious if, it, if that, because there are some people who that is a real problem. That is a yeah. genuine real problem that they, somebody, you know, we get messages from people all the time and they'll say, Oh, you know, I, I, I don't know that I can tell my wife that I'm a non-believer. I don't know that I can tell my right. husband I'm yeah. a non-believer because <clears throat> if I, do it could really ruin our marriage and i'm still doing all the same stuff i've been doing forever i'm still going to church i just don't believe and it's driving me nuts and you know what do you say to that person you know they're in love with someone but they that other person that that love's conditional that love is conditional on whether or not they're still a believer absolutely and it's crazy it's an it's a bad situation to be in so we we run into that all the time i'm just curious if it you know so a, a good friend of mine dave He uh, and he's at the clergy project serves on the board with us and everything. And so, but he, Dave came from a more fundamentalist background than I did. And so his wife stayed with him, but when he came out, you know, just to family at first privately, you know, to them that I'm no longer a believer. That's why I'm not pastoring anymore. His children, his grown children stood up and said, okay, well, you know, this means we can't associate with you anymore. Holy shit. Kids. Yeah, and 
Well, they, don't, he, they don't have a covenant with your kids, Bill. Bill do but, you? But, but the more fundamentalist, more like far right words, per, you know, Fuck. side tradition there, you Jesus. have to fucking, it's it's almost like, like, you know, like Jehovah's Witnesses and shit where like, they got to like shun like you. Like disfellowship and yeah, shit? Yeah, so it's like that. So they're like, since you don't believe in God anymore, like we have to shun you. You're not allowed. And that sucks too, because if they would have done that when they were younger, he wouldn't have to pay child support. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man. Like that's yeah. bullshit. Like fucking shun me when you're young. That way I don't have to put you through college, you little exactly, shit. Exactly, right? But <laughs> all but of a sudden my Tuesdays and Thursdays free right up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but no, but so he hasn't seen his grandkids in years. So like really? his grown children really? don't let him see his grandkids. Jeez, he saves yeah. a lot on grandchildren gifts, though. You know, right? Yeah. Christmas is cheaper. I'm looking for you a guys in your fucking humor. <laughs> Always laughing about it. shit. This is shit. <laughs> Damn it, nothing's that serious. Uh, so, I, I, I do though genuinely though feel yeah, awful yeah. for that that's terrible no, it's terrible you know, it's right? gift, it is terrible. you're you're this you know you spend your whole life raising these children and then they're just like yeah i, I this other thing is out, more bitch. it's more important yeah. well that fucking sucks because you taught him to be religious yeah right right sure. no you, that's fucking you true taught him to yeah. be religious and then it turns around and bites you in the ass and you're like well fuck fuck me i fucked that oversight <laughs> fuck me yeah Gee, oh. that's terrible. Yeah. That's a month. Ugh. I didn't even think of that, yeah, but that's like true. It's, history it's his fault. Right. You know? Yeah. Like he taught the fuck. other guy to be a Nazi and then he kills you. It's <laughs> terrible. This is awful. You got a Jewish guy like way back in the 1920s being like, yeah, this Nazism shit. It, it, look, it, look, it, looks, it looks like it has some potential. It's it looks, going yeah. places. It, I can't believe <laughs> I just said that. You fuckers are pulling <laughs> this shit out of me. He's like walking to the chamber and he's like, it looked good on the front this end. Guy, it looked good on the front end. This guy walked in thinking he was like, no, I'm never going to tell a Nazi joke. <laughs> I'm never going to I'm it. sitting at home yeah. listening to this cognitive dissonance shit. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe some of the shit they yeah. say. And now here I am I, I making jokes about fucking Nazis yeah. and Jews. Yes, as soon as you enter the glory hole, your fucking morals yeah. go right down the drain. Yeah, that's for sure. Which is good. Fucking shot in my down. face. <laughs> All right. So tell me about your deconversion. How did that, how did that process take place? So, yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, it, it's it, not an easy, it, just all kinds of shit. I mean, so it's like a two year process um, where, you know, it begins, you know, as an evangelical whose faith, whose everything, your more, your moral, your, your morality, your sense of ethics, like everything. Hung. And I, I mean, was all and the I way, I like, was all the way hard. Your day, no, job, absolutely. Your day yeah, job, your everything. morning, every single thing you're doing is everything. And, but it was all, but it was all centered, not just on ministry or on church or even on right. faith in God. It was all, everything was rooted in specifically in the Bible. And so for me, what really was the beginning of the downfall of it all was as I began to have bigger questions, stronger questions, uh, questioning the, the Bible's credibility. Mm -hmm. And as you know, as, as, a, as a good Christian, as a, as a faithful Christian follower of Christ, you have a problem. You seek out God in prayer. God, I have this issue. God, I, this shit with the Bible, it's not making sense. Like well, I'm looking well, at this kind of huge help, question. Help me, help me. Take, take me into that. The with Bible. the credibility? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so the, I'm, I'm going to make a presumption. Yeah, yeah, Tell me yeah. where I'm wrong. Not your first rodeo with the Bible. No. Right? No. Real familiarity with it. Comfort level with it. You, you know it. You're teaching it. This is the, the, the way, the truth, the life light. I don't know which it is. <laughs> you're you're on this thing, right? Yeah, it's life. So what changed that? I know. 
I know. So what changed? We looked it up, we looked it up like we a did. week ago. The fla- I, I, we, trading in the flashlight for the flashlight. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, yeah, I, I get it then. Yeah. I get it then. No, actually, ask an answer. It's a good so, trade. So actually. why why was it all of a sudden? <laughs> I would trade every flashlight Literally I own. Be in the dark forever. I don't care. I, if I've got a flashlight, I'd prefer to be in the dark. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't want to look yeah. at that shit. <laughs> I'm in that room. Well, who says I got to use the flashlight alone? <laughs> it's true. That's you true. know, it's just that I'm That's so true. alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, so, all right. So you're, 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 what changed about the Bible that all of a sudden you're dubious yeah. of pieces of it that you previously, I presume, were not? Yeah. Like, where yeah, did yeah. those questions come from? How does that Genesis begin? So, Genesis it, begin. Gotcha. Oh, Genesis right? 1 is all poetic. Uh, nailed uh, so, no, I mean, so it's this long line of what I, I call it the desk drawer where it's like, okay, so everything that you're comfortable working with studies and whatever, it's all on like the desktop of your mind. Okay. That's where you're working with shit. Anytime something though, maybe it's an archeological study that says that, um, you know, findings show that the city of Nazareth was destroyed 500 years before it comes into the biblical timeline where Jesus was born or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So these studies come across and you're like, oh shit, well, this this <clears throat> contradicts or yeah. challenges sure. my biblical doesn't fit. perspective. It doesn't, doesn't fit. fit. Yeah. And so, you know, rather than leaving it on the desktop where you're working comfortably with everything, you open that bottom right hand desk drawer and you toss that article in there and you throw it to the periphery, to the side. Sure. You, and the idea is not that it doesn't matter, but that, well, for now, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit. So, but I trust God that, you know, one day it, when he wants it to make sense, he'll make it make sense or, or another study will come along that will validate the biblical perspective sure. and disqualify this study. They're eventually going to find they're eventually Noah's Ark yeah, on the mountain. Exactly. Or whatever, you eventually know, yeah. they'll find another study by another guy to disqualify this one. So for now, I set it to the side, to the periphery, and I don't worry about it in that bottom right-hand desk drawer. And so just, you know, over years of just every time that happens, you just throw it down there, you throw it down there, you throw it down there. And, you know, I can't say exactly what study it was, but eventually it's like you open the desk drawer to throw one more article down there or one more critique against the Bible down there, and then you go to slam it shut, and it doesn't slam shut. It's like all of a sudden, and, and then you look down, and it's like, and then the shit's just overflowing. And you're like, oh, my God, like there's all this shit that I've shoved to the side. Sure. That doesn't make sense. And now it's like all before I just wasn't paying attention to it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm looking at it like all together collectively. <clears throat> and it just wow, this is overwhelming. Critique. That's that's interesting yeah. because for some people, it's the exact opposite. It's like one moment. Right. Yeah. There's though there's a moment. But yours was more gradual building until it finally overwhelmed you. But it's mostly, you know, for, for there's some people out there that are just like, there's a moment where they're like, holy shit, this yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the thing that strikes me about that analogy is that it, it has to really matter to you that you're, that you are always trying to be intellectually honest. So the only way that your breakdown happens is if you're really trying all the time to believe true things and to be intellectually honest, right? Yeah. Because the easier thing, and, and I think for a lot of people, and, and I think there's a lot of studies that bear this out, you know, there are a few things easier than to compartmentalize the things that we don't like to put them in that drawer and to just forget them, to be okay with them. In fact, for, for I know there's studies that say like the more challenging something is to you, the more it reinforces dearly held beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it's called, but it's got some catchy name I can't recall. But <clears throat> yeah, I think 
The only thing that breaks that down is that if more important than those defense mechanisms, those psychological defense mechanisms is intellectual honesty. Mm -hmm. So it strikes me as interesting that that's, there had to be that moment where it's like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to break down my, my sense of honesty and integrity is in question. If I don't address this, is that, yeah. does that seem in keeping Absolutely. with your experience? Absolutely. <clears throat> so I, I was raised, so I had this fiery fundamentalist grandfather okay. who was like the, uh, he wasn't Baptist. He hated, well, maybe not hated Baptist, but he was kind of anti-Baptist for whatever reason, but he had very much that Baptist independent spirit. Okay. I have the spirit of God in me and nobody, you know, the spirit of God within me, which teaches me truth. And nobody can correct that because I have a pipeline to God and nobody can supersede that. And uh, so he taught Does me he from the moment I was young. Is, is your grandfather <laughs> sell food buckets? Right? I know a guy. Oh, serious. Direct, yeah. Direct you know what? He was probably a big fan of those who did sell. Really? Yeah. Really? Those buckets. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. But anyway, uh, but so like for me, like I would from the time I was, was little, raised to seek truth above all else. Nothing matters. Seek truth over authority because I was regularly told church leaders often fuck shit up. Mm. Church leaders, they don't know everything just because they have their fancy degrees. It kind of an anti-intellectualism from him very sure. much, very yeah. much so. Okay. And so it's just because they have fancy degrees, just because some moron moronic board put them in a place of leadership doesn't mean that they know truth. And from his, the Bible alone is truth. Seek truth above all else. And so eventually, fast forward years, yeah. I come to a point where I'm going, well, wait a minute. What if my in, what if in my pursuit of truth, uh, I begin to realize that, you know, it's it's not even in the Bible either. Sure. And right. since I had years, a couple decades worth of just inputting in me, it doesn't matter if your family cuts you out. And, and he would tell me that truth before family, truth before community, truth before everything. <clears throat> truth is wow. more important than anything else you can wow. ever do. And so that was instilled in me from the time I was young. And so it just made sense. Then once I began to see that truth was beyond the Bible, well, I've been then instructed my whole Bible, life to yeah. seek truth over everything, even family. So of course I did. You, you've, you've got a story called the Bible is the truth, right? Yeah. And truth before everything else. Yeah. And then at some point, the Bible and truth are no longer reconcilable. And so you've got yeah. a crossroads. Yeah. You got that, you got that crossroads. And and for you, truth wins out. Yeah. And I think that that's I think that's that's a real interesting spot to be in. So so you deconvert over the course of two years, you start going down this road of inevitability, the dominoes start falling, the questions don't add up. I'm I'm making yeah. some assumptions. Yeah. You tell me yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah. wrong. No, absolutely. And then what happens? Yeah, I mean, well, I eventually it became clear. So, and I went through because my, my whole, you know, my psych, just at my whole sense of identity was incredibly wrapped up within this whole Jesus thing. And so as I was edging toward the point of edging is great. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Big fan. I, Good stuff I right almost, there. I almost stopped for a moment yeah. and that wasn't intentional, but then I was like, Oh fuck. I love fucking I get edging. Like 30 Big fan. minutes. Uh, seconds. Sorry, seconds. <laughs> seconds. Oh, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so that's embarrassing. Edging, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you're edging with Jesus, since he is the third of the three in your yeah. marriage, yeah, that's weird. That's you know, that's yeah, right? real weird. Is like, that kind of creepy? You look up, you're like, I keep looking behind. You good too, bro? How's you that? good? No, How's that so there. So can we meet in the middle house? The, if you look up, the Holy <laughs> Ghost is like a black fist dildo. <laughs> you know, or you yes. just. Yeah, wait, are you ever like intimidated? Like, what do you got? What are you working with? What the? Oh, all right. So, so my, all right, you go second. So, 
So my mother. Let me tell you about my mother. Okay, so. that's a weird transition. <laughs> yeah. though. I'm just saying, Drew. We don't know each other, but this segue makes me feel a little uncomfortable. So. My, my parents are awesome. They're both very much still Christian believers, okay. very much so, okay? And uh, a lot of this has kind of broken their heart, but I'm not from the more fundamentalist tradition where you cut them off. No, I'm from the more moderate evangelical where, well, no, you continue to love them. You know, you pr still pray that God will save them. They believe sure, I'm going to hell sure. if nothing changes. Right. So they still pray for me that I won't go to hell, that I'll come back and all that. But they're super like... They try and be supportive. They work so hard at it. Seriously, my parents are fucking amazing. And so my mom, like, she listens to, like, the podcasts I'm on and things like that. So I'm telling her. This one? Mom, don't listen to you this don't, one. You don't, mom, you don't listen to this mom, one. this one. <clears throat> Drew's mom. This one. I'm one. so sorry. <laughs> hey, Drew is a real nice Drew, young man. Drew, Drew's, mom, like, Drew's, mom, nice this, Drew's mom. Drew's mom. This is for you. Are you single? <laughs> <laughs> Drew's mom. You imagine? <laughs> God. This guy's oh, like fuck. this guy's like I never will tell her. I will never tell her. I will never say it. I won't even like they they like there was somebody beating him nearly to death. He's like I'll never say I was I'll on that show. That. I'll never admit it. I'll never admit. Here's it. the thing is I haven't told her yet not to listen. She could be listening right fucking now. Uh, I haven't told her yet. So uh, we just we have to catch her. Better catch her. Catch her before it airs. It airs on Monday. You have three days. It's like fucking forty eight hours. It's like ticking down. The first forty eight, right? Like. Uh, Oh, but you, you know, somebody's going to send a clip or something oh. to my mom and be like, you really have to hear what he said. About uh. <laughs> well, Tom, the, yeah. the, uh, the swing is still in effect. Well, I would, I would go so far as to say that this show is in full swing. It's still in full swing. It is in full swing. We're getting into the swing of things. And if you want to get into the swing of things, hey now. Right? Hey now. Transition, motherfucker. You can go to adamandeve.com. Caliente. Right now. Caliente. It is caliente. We should, even yeah. though even though the, the code is glory, it is. even though the code word is glory, we should consider Changing seeing if they could add caliente. To so you it. can use either one? Yeah. We'll see if they we'll see if they'll do that. I, like I don't know if they will. I but, like it. We'll get in touch. But glory is the is the is the code word to check out. And if you use that code word right. at checkout, you'll get free shipping. A little extra something, a a fifty percent off, 50 almost, off any item. almost any item, and a free sex one. Right, that's a lot of stuff. That's Just, a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. And if you wanna, you know, stimulate your clit, stimulate your balls, get a flashlight, buy you know <clears throat> lubes and juices of any kind, you can also get that sex swing and all that free stuff and get free shipping. All you have to do is use Gloria checkout. Check it out, AdamandEve.com. They're uh, they're a sponsor of the show, and we and we love. They're a our, great sponsor. They are a of the great show. sponsor of the show. They've been a supporter of the show now for quite some time. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, guys. You're already fucking. Yeah. Right. You're already fucking. You may as well do it for half off. You might as well. You can fuck twice as often. Yeah. With juice, right? <laughs> Come on. Did you get involved in the clergy project before you left religion, or did you get involved after? Yeah, it was after. So I actually left the church, embraced atheism in 2012. And then I went a full two years before I, you know, before I knew of a single uh, other pastor, religious leader who like I thought I was completely isolated. I thought I was like the only, uh, yeah, right. you know, one in the world like me. And then it was in 2014 where I uh, discovered the clergy project. And at that point, the clergy project... It, it started off as a project 
you know, now it's its own 501c3 nonprofit. Um, but in 2011 is when it started off. So, and then I didn't discover it until 2014, two years after I had totally, you know, finished my deconversion. So I, I, I want to take you one step back and then we'll talk more about the clergy project, but like, you know, I'm, I'm a little fascinated. So you, you dedicate your whole life from high school forward to being a minister and then you leave ministry. Yeah. What do you do for work? <sighs> Well, I mean, no, that, no, I, but yeah, I, no, what I mean no, is, that's, what I, I mean it. is huge. I get it. I it's get like it. you spend your whole life being a doctor and you're like, fuck it. I'm not a doctor. You got it. Like, right. And you have fuck. a degree from Moody Bible Institute, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that, that I have, doesn't, I have a BA that, and I'm not trying to be shitty. I'm just yeah, like, no, that has been such a terrifying oh, thing to do. It's yeah. everything. That, yeah. That's like the number one concern. Yeah. I mean, really finances are the number one concern, but that's connected to your, right. Right. To your profession. What do you do on Wednesday when you wake up? Exactly. So, um, Sorry. Sorry. After I, I, that. I thought you were asking Fine. me. I thought well, that's asking, not right thought, when yeah, you yeah. wake up. That's yeah. at like 9, 10. 17 yeah. or whatever now. <laughs> <laughs> I get up uh, at 9, 16. Have <laughs> <laughs> so, you got uh, some good porn on your phone? No, I got the ASIC here. A flashlight. It's, no worries. <laughs> Ass or pussy, though. I mean, the mouth. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, shit. You know, all right. Yeah. All right. Shit. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, hi, Drew's mom. <laughs> hi, Drew's mom. How you doing? Hey, Drew's mom. <laughs> ass or pussy? <laughs> oh, what what is, is wrong with that's you? That's a legitimate why? question. Why? Why? As I was mentioning my mother, I was just like, why? This is this cannot be good. This cannot be good. But I was I was bringing like is it a every, mood thing? I guess I was, is it just I brought her in with such noble intentions of how I was saying don't listen to this. Is it flag day? She needs your to know birthday, not like to listen to this. Oh my god! Someone is gonna tell her some fucking heretic in Malacca, Minnesota is gonna listen to this. To try and scope it out because that's what that's what that's what they do is they like find like. So even for the shit that like no Christian should be exposed to, someone has to know what it's like so that they can report back to the, yeah, you know, they're the, like, they're oh, the scout. I'll and so somebody's going to scout this out and they're going to be like, right. oh my God. Yeah. But how bullshit is that? They're like, I'll take this one for the team. It turns out blowjobs <laughs> are terrible, guys. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did hey, a guys, little research. I just want to say one star at the glory hole. <laughs> I gave it a Yelp review. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, oh I will say the glory holes in Minnesota are about two stars. Yep. They're about Tops. two stars. Tops. All the guys have beards. I'll tell you what. Oh, shit. All I know is St. Paul is not a saint. <laughs> Fuck. Hi, oh. Drew's mom. Oh. But no, you know. Oh, you betcha. Oh, you betcha. Oh, you betcha. Oh, you betcha. <laughs> Don't you know, don't you know, you don't, don't you know, don't you know. You go to the wrong one and there's a wood chipper on the other side. Oh! <laughs> well, somebody told me today, they said, when I said I was going to be, I, I, I was going to enter the glory hole. Right. Tonight, yeah. Is what I said. And, uh, and they said, well, either you're going to be on a podcast or they said, or just make sure there's not a dog kennel next door. Yeah. <laughs> You have to put your dick in the peanut butter, butter first. first right? <laughs> <laughs> and then you. Uh, so, so anyway. So what, uh, what it worked. Let's just go back to what yeah. I don't know why you got distracted. Yeah. I don't Jesus. know. Something about fucking peanut butter and uh, I don't with, know. The, with the dog. So, 
Yeah. You know, if your mom likes it in the ass. But I will go. Oh, I come just on. Accept it's it. my mother. Jesus. She's my mother. Sweet. What the fuck is wrong, wrong with you? What's wrong with you? My mother. So many you things are wrong sick with me. bastard. <laughs> she does. <laughs> Go slow. It's fine. So again, we just put this He's leaving. Back on track. He's taking his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with this shit. I'm done with it. I'm done with this. Guys, I came here. profusely. We just turned the air I on. It's weird. I came here in good faith. <laughs> Oh. Exactly what he lost. Exactly. Yeah. From Can't now on, back here. From now on, I'm adding a clause that my mother cannot be discussed. <laughs> well, you brought her up. <laughs> I didn't know about her. <laughs> all right. So okay. All right. So back uh, back on track. Focus, Drew. Focus. You know, though, talking about scouts and Christianity. So there was this there was this organization, this group, whatever, where they like they screen movies. And then they they write about like there's a few of them actually, and then sure. they write about like all the shit that's in the movie why right. you yeah, why you shouldn't let your kids see yeah, it. The outrage you know, police. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's an so, Angelina like, Jolie movie that we watched for another yep. show, another show. Yeah, and they and they 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 had this entire review of like the two scenes where you could kind of see her butt. And the like, oh yeah, it's, it's just it's so it's terrible. Awful. I can't believe you it's did so terrible. I could easily dedicate 500 words to Angelina Jolie's butt. No problem. No problem. All but adjectives. No. Do you go with the Holy Ghost on that one? I don't know. You know, like, is it the Holy Ghost or... Anyway. Yeah. All right. But no, but like... A lot of birds. So I talked with this guy this one time <laughs> where that was his role. His role was, and he saw himself as... At least he presented himself right. as someone who sacrificed, you know, and was willing to I endure look at Angelina to watch butt. all these horrible Ugh, movies. God, I hate so that so and much. To the expose worst his guy. mind <laughs> to all this terrible <laughs> filth. You walk in and for the good of the church. The it's like a fucking sprinkler, that guy. <laughs> uh, okay, honey, I gotta go to work. It's uh, Sunday. I gotta go to work, you <laughs> ungrateful bitch. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Uh, so, so for work, yeah, so you leave, you leave, yeah. Yeah, you leave ministry yeah, yeah. and then you're like, hey, I got a degree in telling people shit that's not right. true. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I mean, sales, sales and marketing. Yeah. Well, no, well, my, so my, I had two degrees. So I had a, you asked earlier about like what my degree was mm -hmm. or something like that. So it was a, a, I had a BA in pastoral studies. Okay. Yeah. From Moody. Yeah. And then I had an MDiv. For a master of divinity uh, at seminary, which is an MD. You don't have to feel embarrassed. I have an English yeah. lit degree. It's fine. We can all feel the same. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. It's fine. No. <laughs> it's fine. Totally but yeah, fine. No, so How's that continental philosophy for you, buddy? All right. All right. So you have but no yeah, education. I mean, <laughs> so, right, right. Exactly. It's totally fucking worthless. So, but no, what I did though for me, I worked out. Um, during grad school, in addition to pastoring, I was also waiting on tables. Okay. Uh, and so with the first, I was at two churches. The, the second church was, I was the lead pastor. I was full-time. The first church, I was like a staff pastor and I was part-time. Okay. And so I did that part-time while I also waited on tables full-time at a downtown steakhouse. I got a crazy, I, crazy oh, question. Shit. What yeah. is it? What does that pay? What yeah, is wait, we'll pay? edit this yeah. out. What does a pastor pay? I can yeah. edit it out, but we'll what, edit is it, this out. what is yeah, it? Yeah, no, pay? it's, it's no fine. Idea. Yeah. Super curious. The average, and you don't have to edit this out, but yeah, the average pastor in the U.S. makes thirty to thirty-five thousand dollars a year. 
So that's that's, that's average. below the poverty line, isn't it? Yeah. Is now, it, I mean, I, I don't know if it is or not, but it, the, the, I think 25 is or something. Well, and I'm when you think about how, I mean, the more fundamentalists 30, you skew, the more fundamentalists you skew, the more likely you are to have, you know, more kids. And so, I mean, you, you've got you've got six kids on 30 grand a year and your spouse isn't allowed to work because you're in a fucked up fundamentalist tradition. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I mean, there's so I wouldn't take a shit for thirty thousand right? dollars a year. That's but that's like, where like the stereotype. <laughs> you the were stereotype probably killing it, though, at, the, at that, the steakhouse. You're probably getting as much money at oh, the steakhouse as when you were I was, as a pastor. When I was at. Well, yeah, I mean, when I was at the steakhouse <laughs> and I was at the church, that first church part time. Yeah. I mean, my my what I brought in at tips in the at the steakhouse was three times what I eventually made as lead pastor of the second church. Three times, just in tips. Wow. I have no I have no doubt of that. Yeah. I have no doubt yeah, of yeah. that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so way. cheap. And that's the way it is. Now, I mean, they, they'll throw in though you other things that you wouldn't normally get. Get yourself like a fucking gold-plated helicopter or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Should have been prosperity. If God had to tell you, like, if I'm going to fucking make yeah, some shit exactly. up, that's going to be prosperity. I want I want to fight. Well, no, I know. Well, no, I know you no, good intentions though. the whole time. Yeah, no. But I mean, really, though, like, I mean, if so, you get to a point where you realize it's all bullshit. What are your options? What do you want to do? You know, I mean, you can yeah. you can transition out and try and. And for me, what I did. So I used those connections from the steakhouse. from right. the First church. I used that to. um you know, I talked to the, the general manager there and I was able to be brought back and became uh, uh, the customer service manager of that same steakhouse. Okay. And that was sure. my transitional career out of ministry. Okay. So for me, that worked out yes, well. Yes, you had a good option. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, you look back like at times, like I wonder like, huh, knowing what I know now, seeing what I see now, like, huh, what are the options I could have used? And yeah, I mean, don't, don't fuck around. Like, honestly, I loved being a pastor. Like I loved it. Uh, I actually think it sounds like a great job, I and I don't mean that. I like. I think, no, I think it I mean, sounds like a great job. You're doing positive things. Yeah. In, I mean, all the supernaturalist bullshit aside, right. you are doing incredible work in the, especially if you're on the more progressive end of things, social yeah. justice, community uh -huh, initiatives, yeah. which I was. I mean, we were doing powerful shit. Plus, in the you get community. to wake up and I give a shit it. about what you do. Right. Yeah. Hold on, though. No. Yeah. So I always say this, and we say this on the show all the time. I would probably have a lot more in common with an. Uh, an evangelical who's far left than I would ever have in common with a, re a Republican atheist. We're going to actually have a Republican atheist on, yeah, a atheist on next month. Yeah. But uh, really, I think yeah, it's be I think I think we I, we probably before you even stop believing, we probably believed and, and thought a lot oh, of the yeah. same things. Social oh, yeah. justice minded. You know, you probably wouldn't have voted for Trump if you were religious. Oh still. hell no, no. Right? I voted for Obama both times as a pastor. Yeah, sure. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew he was black though, right? <laughs> Wait, you know what? Legitimate question. I never actually yeah. read the news, yeah. so I don't know. I just saw the name Barack, and since Barack is in the Bible, that's why oh, I voted for him. Yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. Barack was yeah. one of the judges. Was you know, he? Yeah, he was a good guy. Okay. Barack is a is a positive figure well, in, in the Old Hussein? Testament. What about Hussein? Ah, not not there. Not not as, not, not, as not as in the Bible. Not as much. At least not, not in the Christian much. one. Is 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 there Hussein in the Quran? Almost certainly is right. Right. Well, there I don't have to be. I mean, would there? I mean. Yeah. I would think so. Maybe. Don't they all name, actually like, don't they all like name it? It's like everybody's like Abraham in that religion. Abraham or Muhammad? Muhammad. Yeah. yeah. Sure. There's a bunch of Muhammads. There's yeah. a bunch oh, of yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh hell yeah. It's like yeah, it's like Smith. All Muhammad's kids were Muhammad. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your book. You wrote a book. Now, is this about your transition? 
Because the book is called The Rise and Fall of Faith, A God to Godless Story for Christians and Atheists. Now, did you write anything about yourself in that book? Did you write anything about your transition in that book? Or is it more a sort of an open, just like, here's how it, here's how, here's how I see it sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So it centers, if you will, on my story. So the rise of my faith, the fall of my faith, and then the last part, gotcha, the rise above faith. Okay. Okay. Um, So it centers on my story, but um, myself and others that I kind of brought into the discussion of where, you know, as I'm gaining feedback from others, I said, you know what, let's see if we can do something more than just tell another story. Like whatever. We all have a fucking story. It's whatever. Here's my, here's my fucking story. Um, but, and, and it's a good fucking story. Okay. But, um, but it's just another bullshit story. What can we do that's different? And so what we did, we, we decided to take this and use it to really foster a bigger discussion. At least that's the idea to foster a discussion between those of faith and those without. Uh, and so, we, it centers on my story, but then we take it in like each chapter ends with a series of questions. Some questions are focused, uh, towards, uh, Christian, you know, evangelical Christians, believers. Others are focused towards atheists and skeptics. Others just towards, you know, people in general, um, just seeking to kind of build bridges. Uh, it's so easy for instance, for, uh, for, evangelical Christians to look at atheists and be like, oh, you guys, you have no moral core. You're evil. You're communist. You're, most you're whatever. Are true. Yeah, right. Yeah, most of it is true. Accurate. But, you know, it's true. easy for them to look at that and say like that, you know, you make all these assumptions and likewise, then vice versa for atheists to look at Christians and be like, you're ignorant. You're stupid. You have no ability to rationalize or logic. Again, where am I missing also, <laughs> It's true. But, Hi, Drew's mom. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? But so I bet she goes, but stop it. What? She does. I know. Don't me. Like in the shower. Don't embarrass us. That's it. I'm going. He's going now. He's done. Conditioner is a surprisingly gentle loop. You don't know. You don't know. Stings a little. Not to me. You're a thoughtful lover. I thought it'd feel good. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. The worst decision ever. <laughs> it's just like worst decision ever was I to thinking. was to come here. God. The second worst was to sit yeah. back down in the yeah. chair after I, after I was halfway out the fucking door. He goes out to have a drink with his buddies. They don't, I don't know. I thought it'd be different at the glory hall. <laughs> but yeah, not. It wasn't. So weird. So weird. And every in every glory hole video I've ever seen, there's a girl on the other end of the wall. But apparently, it's usually a guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. That's the mystery of the glory hole. It's like the Trinity. You, you don't know. It's, oh, like, it's so you don't weird. Know. It's like the mystery of the Trinity. Like you just have to trust in the glory hole, like you trust it in right. God. That's it, how it works. It's almost like those videos don't reflect the accuracy huh. of life experiences. <laughs> I mean, as long Where as there's not braces go? and shit, does it really matter? Get the camera in there. That's weird, huh? Where's the camera even go? Uh, anyway. Fuck. She, I don't even know. <laughs> You're not oh, the, out of a glass. The book. We're talking about the book. Oh, the book. Oh, the book. The oh, book. The book. Let's transition right. back to right. the book so you can make money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. There's not really any money to be made in it. No, but authors don't make a lot of money. <laughs> no, no, out, no. Yeah. Nothing at all. 
But no, but so, I mean, basically the idea was to create this, you know, foster this greater dialogue. And so there's various tools and whatnot in there to do that. So now it centers on my story, but it's, it's bigger not, than it, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. have you transitioned from Christian evangelical pastor to humanist practitioner, humanist orator? Are you, ever, are you evangelical about humanism? Well, I mean, like evangelist. Even, yeah, like, I mean, like, like yeah, do, do like, you evangelize the cause of humanism? Yeah, well, you know what I mean by may, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe, kind of. So, I mean, yes. Am I a proponent of humanism? Abs, absolutely. Um, am I someone though? I mean, I've never, even when I was a pastor, I was never someone to like seek you out, and I, I was never a big like witnesser, like proselytizer. Like I was like whatever, like. I just want to build when I was a pastor, I was like, I just want to build good community. Sure. And just do powerful shit. And honestly, I really don't care what you believe. Like I'll, even as a pastor, I was like, did I believe in heaven and hell and that your actions make it? Absolutely. But I was like, I'll just let God, you and God sort that out. You believed out. in hell? I did believe in hell. Okay. And uh, hell was the thing that stopped yeah. me from believing. So hell was the thing that made me really? not believe in yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, for me, it was like, there's literally nothing I could do on a finite timeline that could that could warrant an infinite punishment. So for yeah. me, I was I started thinking about hell and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And yeah. actually for my wife, it was the same thing. Hmm. Hell is the thing that turned her into a universalist from yeah. a, yeah, a Roman yeah, yeah. Catholic. Because for her, uh it was just it was just was it didn't make any sense. Like hell doesn't make any sense. Like hell is hell is it's like the stupidest, dumbest punishment <laughs> for, you know, it I, really, I, looked, it really I looked at my neighbor's wife, wife's ass and now I've got a demon with a fucking barbed cock fucking me. You know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense yeah. at all. It literally is. And, and I grew up when I grew up, um, the, the, the people that would, that would tell me stories. I was a, I was a Lutheran slash my dad was a Lutheran. My mom was a Catholic. We grew up in the Catholic tradition, but the people who influenced me about religion were all not Catholic. They were all uh, born again Christians. So for them, it was all about like, they're going to tell me about the worst shit that's going to happen. There's going to be fucking locusts in armor and they're going to eat your eyes out and it's going to uh, be the end of the world. And this is a, and, and that's all I ever heard growing up. And I was terrified. Shit. I was terrified scary of the end of the world. Yeah. I was absolutely yeah. like my whole life. I was petrified of it. And I was also petrified of hell because they would talk about, because not only do they talk about the end of the world and Armageddon, yeah. they also talk about hell and how bad it is and how it's going to suck for you. And man, it's going to be the worst because they're going to fucking melt shit. your eyes out. And then they're going to yeah. put them back and then melt them again and then put them back and melt them again. I'm just like, fucking make them your mind. Devil. You know, like, <laughs> Like fucking but, torture yeah, porn. Exactly. Spiritualized. That's all it yeah, is. Absolutely. And so, and so for me, what really broke me of it, there was, you know, there was clearly, there was a death um, of a dog, which is weird. I don't know. It's weird. A, a dog died. You always minimize that. But when your pets die, it fucking hurts it like does. a fire. It hurt like, it hurt so much. And it, yeah. and it made me, it shook me. I was like, because I had said I was an atheist before. Yeah. I was like, I'm an atheist, but I never believed it. I still kind of had this sort of like, you know, because I was hanging out yeah. with people that were atheists and I was like, yeah, I guess I'm an atheist. I don't really know. But when my dog died, I was like, no, I'm a legit atheist now. And this is weird because I had like, you know, because now there's no Wait, more. So, so how? So connect that dot. Like what with your dog dying? My dog dying. Confirmed that. Realizing that I was actually going to die <sighs> because all my whole life I had thought I was going to live forever. And there was a moment there that I had forgotten about death. I didn't put those two things together. You're a young kid, so you don't think a lot about death. And then death. How old were you? I was uh, 22 
Wait, but so you're 22 and you say like you thought you were going to live for, I mean, you didn't actually think you're going to live forever. So, I mean, so. Well, when I was, the thing is, is I don't know that I was ever really truly an atheist. I had said I was agnostic. I was like, I don't know what the real thing is. And at this point I was looking through all kinds of like Buddhist books and like, where am I? Like, what do I believe? I don't know what I believe yet. And maybe I'll live on forever. Maybe I get reincarnated. Maybe I, but I don't think that this is it. I think that, you know, there's something else. Yeah. yeah. And then the dog dies and I'm just like, fuck like my life just turned upside down i was like i had, did it flip turn upside down yeah it actually went like this it twitched twice <laughs> when it died too so but no but like the idea was I just keep was, thinking will smith and my life done right flip turn that's wait what yeah. is it is that my life done flipped upside down done flip turn upside down yeah, yeah. i never watched that show you didn't watch Fresh Prince House no, i didn't i was yeah i missed that well show. how do you know how to do the carlton I don't know how to do, you do the Carlton. Do the Carlton. I don't know how to do the fucking Carlton. I don't know. I literally don't know. Do the fucking Carlton. I don't even know who Carlton is. Oh, we have so much work to do. Okay. <laughs> All right. So go on. So the dog, anyway, the dog dies. so the dog dies. I'm like, I'm fucking. I'm like, I'm like uh, unconsolable for like five months. Like for five months of my life, I was, I was in pangs of anxiety that I can't yeah. even describe. I was just like. Like, and this, oh, yeah. it's almost certainly yeah. had to happen to you, right? Like, oh, yeah. like the moment you left religion, your, your, your brain is like, oh, oh. shit, I don't live forever. Holy fuck. Oh, I'm yeah. going to die yeah. one oh, day yeah. and it's going to be over forever. I would love this to know about it. that moment of existential realization where you yeah. realize like, oh my God, when I close my eyes that last time, there's nothing after that. Like what, what is that? What was that like? Because that you never thought that before. Yeah, the whole, yeah. your whole life. I want to know about that moment. Your I want to know about like, that moment. Because for me, it was fucking up. It was five. It took me five or six months to get over that. It still scares me occasionally. It's us for me too. Absolutely. I, I you know what I do to get rid of it? I don't think about it. I'm scared because I think that I'm going to experience the experience of not being. Sure. But there's no You're me and keep, there's no, no experience. There's no one to receive yeah. the experience. Yeah. And so that's how I console myself is that I won't. There's no one to ex- to, sure. to experience the experience, yeah. yeah. And so that lets me set it to the side and be like, okay, what matters is you got to read the apology. Okay, you got to read Plato's apology. <clears throat> you got to re- just read it. Just It'll read be it. just like it. before I was born. Yeah. Well, you know that, what I, mean? that, like, I think I about mean, that too. I think just, about that yeah. too. But like, but I guess I guess the impossible part for me, and, and and again, this doesn't have to live in the show, but the impossible part for me is that I have never not been for the entirety of. The experience you, of me, of you, I have been right. Right. So I don't have, I don't have an experience called what was it like before I was born. I don't have that experience because there wasn't a me prior to that. So the challenging part is trying to establish the concept in a full sure. and realized sure. way of what it is to not be, because yeah. the entirety See, of my consciousness has been centered around the notion of being. Yeah. Right. I, I know that See, that sounded me, like jibber jabber, but yeah. like <clears throat> knowing that there will be knowing that I don't, so think knowing that I don't have to exist forever. Mm-hmm. Like there's not the obligation where I have to exist forever. Like I, there will be a day where I can just close the fucking door hang it the fuck up and just be done. It like is, is freeing like in a way, like as mm-hmm. a Christian, I never would have thought that when I was a Christian, the idea of infinity was kind of terrifying just in the fact of like, like just stressful. Like, I don't know. Like I can't explain it. There no, was just I, like I, this, right with you. There was right this anxiety with this idea yeah. of infinity and the fact that like, I would just continue and like, 
maybe part of it was just the idea that like there would never be any rest. Like I could never just be done. Like to me, there's something incredibly restful in knowing that one day I can just be I think done. Hitch said that. I think Hitch was talking about stuff like that too. Yeah, I don't that know. There's a, there's a comfort in one day that you'll be done. You know, one of the things that scared the shit out of me when I was a Christian was the heat yeah. death of the universe. Because I was wow. not, I was never a 6,000 year Christian. I was always a Catholic and Catholics believe most of the oh, science, yeah. right? So for the, for me- There's the, so much more rational. The heat death in a of way. the universe, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to watch everything slow down to near absolute zero. Where am I going to be? And what's going to be happening? Like, yeah. because like, I mean, like, like, I, I, because you're, can, whole, I, can I ask you about that? Because like, don't you think that you're outside the universe at that point? I, I don't know. Yeah, right. the answer. I always the thought, no, I always thought like you're like yeah, up on a cloud watching. Me, it. I always thought, I always thought you're just part of the universe. So I never really oh, thought like, yeah. Like huh. I was outside of the universe. I always thought the like universe heaven is, is yeah, in the, the universe. Heaven is a part of the universe. Oh, oh. Never, and like I could I mean, travel so right wherever now. I wanted. I could do whatever yeah. I wanted. I could be wherever I wanted. That but never occurred I was to me right the second. So yeah, that that was a possibility. Yeah, because I always yeah. assumed heaven was another place, like a different was dimension, a, or something. another realm. That, that, yeah, that, right? that, well, that there is no physicality to it at all. That it's all magic. Yeah. Like in a, not a shitty way. I just I just thought like well, it's all it's all like a magical place and it's there's yeah. the physical world yeah. and then there's the not physical world and they don't intersect. There's no yeah. intersection between. No, them. there there are definitely <clears throat> some who you know some religious traditions where you know Christian traditions where it's like a an actual part it's of place. this physical realm. Yeah, I mean definitely historically speaking and as science as science you know, brought more information that kind of whittled down, but there's still groups today where, yeah, like they think like there must be like a, like a black hole that leads to heaven and, you know, like an actual physical heaven. Really? And, and that's where God is. And yeah, yeah, no, no, no for no, this real. Is, this is blowing this shit, shit is fucking really? real. Yeah. Like well, a place. I mean, I don't go. know the specifics so wait, enough wait, to be able to, but so yeah, but no, it's real. Technology could get there alive. Well, they would likely say, that God would keep you from ever finding that sufficient technology. Yeah, okay, but... But that, yeah, but in theory, you could. Did, if he didn't, Your yeah. DNA has the technology, you're going to die. Ah, yes. That's what they would say. They'd yeah, be like, but, you've but, already possessed that technology. Yeah, but I guess, like, in... I have never thought of it as not magical. I heard a, I heard a tape when I was, uh, when I was seeking. <clears throat> when I was, when I was sort of falling out of religion, yeah. and I was seeking other stuff, and I was trying to find meaning in my own life. I heard a tape of a guy who was telling a story about like he was a he was like a he was trying to make science and religion marry. Hmm. And one of the things he was talking about was like Shaka. you know we talk about we talk about you know uh how we don't understand how certain things work and how but he's like God can step outside of time. And so uh, another thing is is like God can step outside of the universe too, right? Like so like those were the things that we were taught. Like that's sort of something that you know God is not God is God is something who is he he's a thing that can that can act outside of the realm in which we sort of are stuck in. And I guess I always figured heaven was I, I always figured Yeah, I never was thought the same that. Thing. I always no, thought no matter what heaven Tom, and did time you, what's 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 your background? Did you did you grow I, up in a non-believing home? I no, I I grew up I I so I didn't believe anything until I was 6 or 7 and I lived with my dad and my dad was Methodist. Mm -hmm. But the Methodists are like, man, they're pig Let's roast have a pig in the roast. habitat for Let's humanity. You know what roast. I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. they are. They're, they're, and like, so you don't do a lot of these big metaphysical theological questions. It's really just like, 
hey, we should do some hard work for people that need help, right? And that's that's most of my memories of church. It's singing songs and like doing a pig roast and a block party and like we, I don't remember any shit about Jesus. I don't remember any of that shit. Yeah. We wow. didn't talk about that shit. No shit about, about like, Jesus. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Very, no, very little. Yeah. It was all about like, you know, my dad was on was a trustee. We went on Wednesdays and Sundays. So yeah. I went twice a week for a lot of, you know, for several years. I was the janitor for that church but at it's one singing, point. Right? It's all singing mm-hmm. and shit, right? It's yeah, it's well, it's like it's not all singing, but like it was all focused on like, you know, the, the joke is like. The, the joke is like, maybe if I work hard enough, shit won't happen. That's the meth. That's the joke of the Methodist, right? So it's, it's all about like work hard, do good work, be a good person. How do we do good work? Like the, the idea that I came away from Methodism with was that there was a method and the method, right? Right. That's exactly right? What, Yeah. The, John Wesley's method. Methodism. Yeah. And, that's and, what it and is. The method yeah. was how to be a good person. And to do right by other people. And so that was most of what I remember church focusing on. Like, so it was not theological in, in that, in the same way. So I guess I feel like I made a lot of this shit up. And so I figured like you died, your body's gone. I, I just, I just never thought about it too much, but like you died, your body's gone, you go to heaven. Well, heaven's a magical place where time and space are just different. Well, and I think most are that way. Like heaven, God, it's just like another realm. It's almost like if you take like everything that is like, okay, so, okay. Uh, stranger things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you've seen stranger things. Yeah, great. And there's like a, another realm like imposed upon the real one. You know what I mean? Like it's the same, the same buildings, the same, everything's there, but it's like a whole nother like layer right. upon it. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? So like that, that's what it is. It's like, the same world, the same God's there, but like, you just can't see him. He's in like another realm, but like you can interact, but it's different. So what, what happened when you stopped believing? What was the, now you're talking about, you know, this sort of universal, I think, I think a lot of people probably relate to what you're thinking about, especially people that are deconverted. What is it? What is it? What does it change in you? The moment you stop thinking there's another realm, how does that change you? I mean, I went through for, for me. So you have, you have a lot of Christians, even evangelical, you know, Christians yeah. who where for them, uh, even though they believe the Bible, they believe it's the inspired word of God and all that. Nonetheless, their like sense of morals, their ethics, like it's still like kind of it's not necessarily a direct correlation with the Bible. Like they they kind of set that apart and, you know, they just kind of go with what makes sense for me, though, like everything like I was on that Jesus train hard and Everything was connected to it. So once I set aside the Bible, like everything was up for grabs. And once I Mm -hmm. no longer believed in God, just like my entire world, my whole sense of identity, who I am, what is right and wrong. Like I was the as far extreme as you can go with that uh, in terms of I just I had lost my moral core. I had lost everything. And I knew I knew nothing like because it was all tied to that. And now that was gone. And so now what the fuck? Like, I have no idea. And so I you rape know. somebody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. Sorry. No, I mean, Drew's mom. Well, but God, Drew's mom. It's cool. <laughs> Son seems really nice. I did not rape me. anyone. I did not do any you didn't uh, murder anybody. No murders. Yeah, they didn't, you didn't steal a lot of right? money from somebody. Right. Yeah. So a few so, liquor stores. You rob a few liquor yeah. stores to see what it feels yeah. like. You rape a few goats. Just I just want to know. Suddenly you're a goat fucker. Just for a minute. What is that about? Just what does it feel like? Yeah. What's 
Stop. I don't need to wear the jersey. A goat jersey is one of God's creatures. Why can't... <laughs> All creatures great and small. <laughs> oh, that All shit's right. tight. Um, <laughs> they those little pellet poops for a reason. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Shoot those so, things uh, but no, but what? <laughs> one note. <laughs> one note of interest goes the wrong way. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't even know what that Fuck. means. Drew's very uncomfortable right Drew now. People. No. Hi, hi, Drew's mom. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? No, but one one note that is important, maybe important. Uh, so even though I lost all moral core. And seriously, like I had, I had with my faith, I lost my moral core. I lost any sense of, I lost it all and was working to just reconstruct everything from scratch. And, uh, even then no rapes, no murders. Like even then, like I still had, can can I I back you up? But Christians though would say, you know, I mean, you know, the stereotypes, you know, and so, but even there, even though I did legitimate, most atheists, have a moral. I lo- I had no moral core for a couple for at least a year there. Like me, I just me, didn't me, you, know. You, you didn't. But know I still what? intuitively knew. Yeah, I, it was right. I want. I want to ask. I want to back you up. Did you lose your moral core, or did you not understand? So yes. Did you not understand yeah, 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 why yeah, yeah, yeah. things were like right and wrong going. versus you know things are right and wrong? You didn't. You're not going to go out and rape and murder, right? Because you know you can't, but you're not sure why you can't. You're not sure why. Yes. Am I, am, no, that's good. That's good. No, you're, that you're exactly right. Okay. I still had a moral core. Or maybe, you know, I mean, so some will say, some will say, listen, um, you know, obviously the, the stereotype that we have all heard many, many times from, you know, the far right, whatever, is that, you know, without a God, you should, yeah. because you can do whatever you want, you're going to go out and, rape, and then you'll have this. other people say, listen, yeah, I can do whatever I want, but I don't want to rape and kill. Sure. And so I don't. Yeah. And, and I mean, so maybe you could say that for me too. Like I, I did not have a recognizable moral core in that I didn't know what it was. And, and honestly, like, honestly, I was kind of open to whatever. Like I was just like, you know, honestly, I don't know. Like I really am open to whatever. And part of me kind of wondered if I would become like this terrible, terrible, evil person, part of me kind of wondered, is that where this is going? You know, because I, I was legitimately open to everything. I knew, but the yeah. important part is that, but I didn't want to rape and kill. But before before I became a Christian or before I left Christianity, I was sort of seeking at a certain time. And I met the, I knew this guy who had told me flat out, he said, I would steal from the register here if I knew there wasn't a punishment. If I knew... God wasn't watching me. And there are people out there with the exact opposite thought of you that, you know, they would have said, fuck it. I'm a, you know, I, if there's nobody watching me, then I'll do whatever I want. And so I think that there's, there's a spectrum. There's clearly a spectrum of people and morality that believe in, in here's God. what I think. I think that people who grow up in that whatever bubble, they're told their whole lives that without God, this is what you'll want. And so they regurgitate that shit and say, oh, yeah, if I didn't have God, I would want that because they just not because not because they actually not want because it. they actually want oh, it. And they're just restraining themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe for some that is the case. They do want that shit and they're just working overtime to restrain themselves. Sure. But for like most Jim Baker. Yeah. yeah. But for most, <laughs> they don't have to work to restrain themselves because right. they don't yeah. want it. Like maybe it sounds kind of sexy and cool and fun, like in the movies. 
But at the end of the day, they don't want all that goes with it. And so they'll restrain themselves with or without God. Yeah, right. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah, there, there's plenty of other there's plenty of other factors that prevent us from right. doing things that we know are wrong to do, right? So, so, so in order for you to do something that you know is wrong, the draw, the pull has to be greater than the push, right? Yeah. So I, I would imagine it's like, yeah, I want to steal from the register because yeah, I, you know, I want money, but it's like, yeah, but there's also law and order that's involved. You know, right. there's, there's so many, there's, there's you so lose many your job. <laughs> right. Well, and I mean, the job right. pays you every week for $50. On I, a yeah. I'm going to steal $50 and lose 400. Like yeah. there's, there's a hundred. Well, I wasn't even thinking about the, an employee bar. stealing from the register. Yeah. I was just thinking about a guy on the other side of the table yeah, no, stealing was, from the yeah. register, but this is an like employee. The employee yeah. who's saying oh, I would okay, steal from okay. the register. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think generally speaking, generally speaking, most people do the things they want to do that they feel are right. And then after they've performed the action, they evaluate how they got to the action, right? I don't think it works in the reverse most of the time. And I could be wrong. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I I, I generally do believe that most people rationalize post hoc rather than into it, right? Sure, I don't think most sure. people think into the situation. Yeah. Well, they think after think, the situation. I also think that those who believe, you know, not all people who our believers in a God have this particular brand of theology, but, but those who do believe that there is a God who will one day right all wrongs and bring about this like day of justice. They are so much so betting on that day of justice that they just kind of allow, well, whatever shit happens today, whatever, however people are fucked over, They'll get their due in the end. And I think that breeds a lack of empathy, which may be obvious. I don't know. But so I think that within that theological spectrum, you have this you 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 find a situation where people are significantly less empathetic. And so they're able to say, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah, I'd steal from the register because they don't have that empathy. But once you lose that feeling of, oh, well, God is judge and one day he'll right all wrong. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead and fuck them today. And one day they'll get their due where all of a sudden you take that out. It's like, wait a minute. No, this is everything. I think that that shift automatically. I mean, if if you're decent fucking human but if you have that potential yeah, right you're, you're automatically going to become that much more empathetic because what, you realize this is everything that's there is that what humanism did for you did humanism snap you back yeah. a little well for me i actually considered myself a humanist before i was an eight so i actually consider myself a christian humanist so kind of our our dig our our that's like a cronut right that's like yeah, the same thing right yeah it's like yeah <laughs> it's a, yeah you gotta wait in a real long line it's like yeah okay <laughs> All right. No, I mean, you get disappointed. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Don't you say a word. Wait, cronuts? Hold the, yeah, and hold D it. Hold yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cronuts. Donut, Do we have hold some? On, hold on, hold I want on. a fucking I have a cronut. Question. Donut or Danish? Oh, fucking donut. Yeah, motherfucker. And cake all the way. I don't. Fucking A. Okay, hold on. One more question. Cake, cake donuts, questions. right? Wait, 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 Oh, wait, it's too much time in the glory hole. He just likes all that creamy fucking so jizz here's, down right, his fucking right. throat. So oh, here's the other oh, question. That's my heart here's the other space question. you're fucking with right now. You're, you're stuck at home and all you have is Neapolitan ice cream, right? That's the only thing you have. The I know, right? You have that face. I feel the same way. I have the same face. <sighs> big flash. Okay, it's the that's end of the it. World. That's it. Do you take a little eat it or vanilla fuck it? or oh, maybe take a little straw? Do you, do you scoop across or do you scoop individually? Wait, what? Do you you have to eat Nepal on ice cream because the world is a shitty place. Okay. How do you how do you scoop the ice cream? 
individual. Oh, flavors because there's like across. different swirls. Yeah, across. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, do you do you, do, you, do you scoop across or do you scoop individual yeah, scoops of more like more likely than not? No, I would scoop across. Yeah, because, oh, he's a good man after yeah, all. No. Oh, he's because, a good man because, after all. Here's the Clergy thing, project, no, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the thing. You're awful. Is it fucking Neapolitan ice cream or is it? A fucking mini box of pistachio in a mini box no, of no, vanilla no, or whatever chocolate. You're you're in a hellscape anyway. You might as well make the best of it and not scoop across. Because if you're stuck with Neapolitan ice cream, no, you can't listen. throw it away and get like a good ice cream flavor. Okay. You, you might as well just across. get the, you might as well just eat the chocolate out of it. And fuck no. all those assholes no. who scoop across no. like fucking no. crazy no. people. You scoop across. No. You're it's, the type of person no. who would steal from the till. No. That's all I'm saying. I would That's steal it. from you. Yeah. Check your wallet right yeah. now. Listen. I, <laughs> I want whatever the experience is. I want the fullness okay. of the divine ex- of the, of the designed oh, experience. Uh, he was going to say oh. divine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Old oh. habits die oh. hard me. unless you me. murder them <laughs> because you have no moral center. Murderer, Hydra's mom. Uh, <laughs> listen, I would rape the ice cream before I would. Uh... So, Drew, if people were going to find your work, people were going to find your book. Where would they look? Where is your mom? Stop it. I, it wasn't me. <laughs> far, far the fuck away from you, you fucking slimy asshole. <laughs> you brought her up. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so, I mean, the where the book is, the book is uh, on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you know, stores, wherever. We'll put a know, link We'll put everywhere. a link in this week's show notes. Cool. But if, if people are going to find you and the stuff yeah. that you do. So, uh, DrewBakius.com, just my name, and HumanistCoach.com. spell that last name, man. Spell that last name? Yeah. All right. So, it the, the first part is D-R-E-W, and then B-E-K-I-U-S.com. Well, then, yeah. That's how uh, I would have spelled it, too. Yeah. Drew Bakius. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> DrewBakius.com, and then HumanistCoach.com. So, All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Drew. Thanks so much, man. Great to be here. You fucking assholes are a pain in the ass, but, <laughs> right? but well worth the pleasure. <laughs> there they are. So we want to thank Drew Bacchius for joining us today. What a great interview that was. It was a lot of How fun. Much Real fun interesting. Was that? What a, it's an interesting, interesting story. Guy. Fun guy to have in yeah, studio. Yeah, we're hopefully going to have him on in the future. He really, really interesting, funny guy. And yeah. Drew's mom, call me. Call me. Uh, we'll set something up. But we want to thank Drew for coming on. We'll leave, calls. We'll, leave, uh, we'll leave all his information on the show notes if you want to check out all the stuff he's doing, if you want to buy his book, or if you want to check out humanistcoach.com. Uh, we'll leave all that stuff on this week's show notes. Drew, thank you for coming in. Great guy. That's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. 
expose your sides. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.